0: Avalanche, devils, hurricanes, here in Bugsburg. Rangers, Bruins, Maple leaves, it's a Bugsburg. The goal of many is that cup of sand. Welcome everyone to the Launchpad here in Puckberg, a podcast for the daring do bad and good Puck Tales on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, with another episode of Puck Tales. woo <laughs> And the you-know-who on the other side of the woo-hoo is none other than Vinny Milani, one of the hosts of the Rough Cut Sportscast, a Belly Up Brethren as well, and um, it is an honor to have you on my friend. I appreciate you having me on man.
1: I'm excited. I've been waiting. I've been uh, buzzing about this this meeting and this this show for quite some time.
0: Yeah it's um. Uh, I'm glad that you get to come on and uh, share with everybody your hockey story and for those coming over uh, all of your listeners give a little background and um, why don't we start there let's start with that moment that one moment um, in your life um, where hockey stood out and from all the rest where this one, it, it stood out to you. And you're like, this is where I'm going to give my fandom going forward. What was that moment for you?
1: Yeah. So I, uh, I grew up with, uh, an older brother, um, who kind of got me into the game and my dad actually tried to get us into baseball first. He's a big baseball guy. Hockey was, was a secondary thing. And, uh, he tried to push us into baseball. And then we played hockey and, like the speed of the game was just so much more exciting for a young kid like myself back, back then. And that's just like what hooked me in. And, and, and I actually, I remember playing street hockey with my brother and like, just donning the Wayne Gretzky Ranger Jersey. I still have a picture of myself with like the Wayne Gretzky Ranger Jersey, the old Jaffa stick. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, my ankles are super bent and I'm like <laughs> this, that that's the moment. Like that, that, that was the moment where
0: I'm like, this is, this is my sport. I'm good to go with this um whereabouts was your upbringing we uh here in puckberg all of our guests have been literally all over the continental u.s so where was your upbringing i was born
1: in south florida actually i was born in fort lauderdale so i grew up playing a little bit of hockey down there mostly street hockey down there and then i moved up to jacksonville when i was like seven and started
0: playing travel hockey up here so florida is florida is my roots um, when it comes to growing up in Florida, what was the hockey scene and situation there?
1: It was interesting. It's definitely not what it was now. Cause I mean, what the lightning have done for what the lightning and the Panthers and really the state of Florida have done for hockey is it's just been incredible lately, but it wasn't like that. It wasn't always like that. And back then it was, I, I would always remember those times when I would say to teachers and growing up in school, I'd be like, yeah, I play hockey. And they're like, I would get that always that crappy answer or response. It was like, is there even ice down here? And I was like, come on, man. <laughs> it's like, and I grew up playing roller hockey. So it was like, I, I, I was like, I don't need ice to play hockey. And then I joined, I started playing ice hockey and I was like, yeah, I need ice to play hockey and it's down here.
0: Yeah. That was a, uh, that was a big thing for me growing up uh, being from Alabama. Everybody, when I would announce my fandom of hockey yard, wear something like avalanche related, they're like, well, where'd you grow up? Like, I was like, no, I've always been here. So it's yeah, here. it's right here. <laughs> There's hockey here. Yeah, it like, exists. We had the bulls in the seventies and we had the ECHL version in the nineties. And it was, it was always still a foreign concept to a lot of people around here. So trust me, I get that. Um, when it comes to your hockey fandom, was there a team that you latched onto whether minor league or was it just the game itself? Was there an NHL team that you attached to early on?
1: Yeah. So my family's from New York, uh, from Queens and they are diehard Ranger fans. So that was what we grew up on. We grew up on Rangers hockey and, and growing up in South Florida, we would go to a lot of Panther games. So oddly enough, I I, I I'm not, I'm not a type of person who loves to latch onto two teams because I think that's kind of unfair, but if I were to ever pick a second team to, to go to and, and it would be the Florida Panthers. Cause we would go to Panther games so often down there. So I I remember seeing Pavel Bure and, and that those teams back there, oh, it was, it was fantastic. And, uh, but the Rangers though, I would have to say is the team I have latched on. I've got them tattooed on the back of my
0: leg. I, I bleed Ranger blue. That's what's up. That's incredible. Yeah. I've, the two team thing i i follow the avs and the devils two different conferences so they're fine until unless they meet in the stanley cup like in 2001 so uh panthers that's i remember the rat trick uh yep yep and yep. that stanley cup that was yeah yep. i've always respected the panthers and i like the new look and i like Quinville behind the bench so mad respect there rangers and panthers that's yeah, that's incredible and uh talk about your hockey fandom and where it, what roads it's led you down.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, like I said, I, I started playing roller hockey growing up. So like it was, it was very different than, than ice obviously. And, and, uh, I would always, I never really wanted to play ice hockey until like, like I got to the age of like 14 and 15 when I realized, Hey, I don't know if I can make it in a career of playing roller hockey, which you actually can. Mm -hmm. And I learned later on in life that you could. And, Um, but I decided to make the jump to play ice hockey when I was 15. And and I I was like, you know what? I I was never a good student in school. And I was like, man, I just want to play hockey. And being in Florida, it's really hard to be, to go from playing Florida travel hockey to having a chance to play ice hockey for professional. And I was like, okay, I need to start, I need to start making that jump. So I, I always had it as my goal to, be in the NHL. And obviously I I'm five, six. So for, for everyone listening, I'm five, six, I'm a tiny little person and I play defense. So that was all the wrong type of combination for me <laughs> to be able to, to be successful in life. So I was pretty much set up for failure as I graduated high school. That's
0: uh, coming from roller hockey to ice hockey. Um, what fundamentally, what are the big differences in the fundamentals of approaching skating and just the levels of play, what is the big standout difference in roller and ice skating? Edges. Edges are such a big thing.
1: Like you were not, I I was never, I was never actually taught how to use my edges in my career of playing hockey. I've played, I I've I've played junior hockey. I've played college hockey. I've, I've never had a coach teach me edges because at the time when I started to get into ice hockey, I was already at a point where you should have already known how to use your edges. So I kind of had to try to teach myself that. And that, that is one of the biggest things. And also the puck two things, one it's a lot heavier on ice. So it's, you have to have a lot more strength to be able to shoot it. And two it slides. It's ice. It's not roller. I remember my first time coming out onto the uh, onto the ice. I went out with another buddy of mine who who plays goalie, and he was from roller. And he would I would push the puck, and I would push it so far down the ice, I'd, I'd lose it and turn it over all the time. And then he would be in net, and he would go for his his push off, and he slid literally all the way to the boards because he because so, in in roller yeah. hockey you really yeah. have to dig in, in ice hockey you dig in and you're halfway across the ice.
0: Oh, see, and that's, that's fascinating. I've always wondered, like, I haven't dabbled into ice hockey. Um, I roller all around the house and like down the street. And I always wondered what that would feel like. And I, I didn't even think about the edge work. That does make a lot of sense there. And I've never actually tried shooting a puck across the ice. So yeah, you never think about that, especially watching on TV about that weight. Um, yeah, it, 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 it really is. It, it's, it's, it's insane when you, when you actually do it, I'm
1: like, wow, it's, and it's actually a good thing. Cause like, it's good for the jump back to roller because you've get now gained so much strength on, on, on pucks and that you're just burying it. But when I, when I would go back to roller, I would shoot the puck like insanely high and it would go wide. And I'm like, I suck normally. Okay. I I don't need this disadvantage added on top. Okay.
0: <laughs> and uh, when it comes to uh, your path through ice hockey, um, how did that go? So I, uh, after high school,
1: I started college at a community college here in Jacksonville. And I, again, going back to me being a terrible student, I was not good and I did not show up to class because instead of going to school, I would go to hockey. And like, that's like when like, so like you go to school, your mom wakes you up in the morning, kind of your parents are a little bit more controlling and making sure that you're doing with the right things. And then you go to college and it's like, okay, here you go. And I was like, I'm not responsible enough. (laughs) So instead of going to college, I went to hockey every noon, to work on my game. And then I found myself, I, I, I came in contact with a guy who, uh, was, was in touch with the, uh, new semi pro league up in Boston, uh, forming that actually never became a thing. Um, I can't remember what it was called. Oh man. It was some new England type sp- semi pro league that was going on, but they had a semi pro tryout up, up in Boston in North Adams. And the guy invited me out to, it, and I was like, Yeah, sure. And I was so naive and so clueless as to what I was getting myself into, because, as you know, there's I mean, it's some tough, like semi pro hockey there. You you have to be very, very tough and not five, six and soft full of Oreo cookies that I am. Uh, So I go up there and I actually don't even go to the actual tryout. Yeah. So I, I go up there early because I'm trying to be a do-gooder and uh, get some work in before actually the, the, before the camp starts, they needed shooters for, for their goalies. And I was like, yeah, let me be a shooter. Let me get, let me get a feel for what's going on and everything. And I was like, I, I got there. And one of the assistant coaches there that was running the practices, he was like, what are you doing here? It's like here, try out. And he's like, you're, you're so young. Cause I was at the time I was 19 years old. And he's like, you're, you're so young. You still have, you still have one or two years left of of junior eligibility. Have you ever thought about doing that? And I was like, no, I didn't actually. And uh, he brought it up about like the fact that junior hockey leads very well into college hockey, scholarships, things like that. And that sold my mom right away because of course I dropped out of high school or dropped out of college to try and make a hockey career. She's like, okay, now we can get you back into college and get you down that route. So, I left the tryout. I left the camp before the tryout even started. I participated in the goalie clinics and the goalie tryouts and then left and drove to Connecticut or not Connecticut, New Hampshire. I drove to New Hampshire for a showcase tournament that the that the, uh, that the coach from the pro from the pro tryout was doing. He had a team. He was like, okay, Hey, you want to be a part of this team? I was like, sure. So went to the showcase tournament, Met my junior coach there, got scouted there,
0: and it was magic from there. And then I started playing junior hockey. Did was it one of those that the um, the road or the avenue of junior hockey was never presented to you? Was it something you just didn't know about? And never advertised? Never, never, never really advertised. Um, there was there was like junior hockey at not. I don't
1: even want to say it was junior hockey. It was it was a it was. I can't remember the level that it was in Jacksonville um but it was never really presented to me at all and by the time i was 18 i didn't i didn't even think that was really an option so i decided i was like hey okay this this is a real this is a real thing let me let me try it out
0: interesting that's i know um especially like in a lot of it might be and you said you were doing that in the boston area
1: yes yeah i ended up i ended up my junior team was in tuxbury
0: that's in. that's incredible like i know a lot of um uh, a lot of paths through the league and through the through the show is they preach that junior hockey like right out of the gate. And I'm glad you got to get in it. And where through juniors. uh, How far did that take you? So, uh, again,
1: going way, way back to the fact that I'm five, six and a defenseman odds are really stacked against me. And again, I, the naive part of me, I, I never played real like junior hockey or travel ice hockey. I played travel roller hockey up until I was 16. And then I played, started playing men's league at 17. So I never played travel ice hockey. So, and in my head at the time, I thought I was, I thought I was good. I thought, I I thought I I could, I could hang with everybody here. And I was a healthy scratch for, so the season was what 50 something games I was a healthy scratch for twenty plus games, yeah, because I I was at a dis I didn't not only was I at a disadvantage for the height, but I was at a disadvantage because my skill level was nowhere near these kids that have been playing for so long and in this system for so long. So I struggled with it at first, and obviously worked my way up to being in the lineup, and then and then the playoffs came along, and I was actually. I was actually a healthy scratch for the majority of the playoffs and yeah, it was, it was, it it definitely sucked. It it was, it was a tough feeling to go through, but at that point, when you're a healthy scratch, you have to find a way to be a part of the team somehow. So I like to consider myself that role player type of guy that if you're not in the line, even if you're not in the lineup, you're still impacting the game. So I was always trying to hype up the guys and that's,
0: I tried to fill that role. Did you find yourself, I know you mentioned your skill level and being five, six, did you notice other players trying to use that to their advantage, like trying to cherry pick you to um, make a really good play or like to one up their self and put some shine on them using you?
1: I never, I never noticed that in terms of like my own teammates. I love my
0: teammates in Boston.
1: I played for the Boston junior Rangers and I loved everyone there, the coaching staff there and all the players. And no, I don't think anyone ever really used me in in that sense uh, for my own teammates. Obviously when I was on the ice, people definitely tried to, to make things happen. And I was, again, my skill level at that point, at least early on in the season, I was behind. So I was being taken advantage of during the games and stuff. And that was something I had to work through, but eventually I did find my way and battled back into being another healthy scratch in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what I was uh, trying to allude to. Cause I know, especially like in the junior ranks and like the, the semi-pro and all of those, before you get to those, those minor league hockey, it's all about trying, like, that's why you see an increased amount of fights, especially like in the minor. You try and stand out and singling out that opposing player that you can tell is got a, the height of disadvantage or a difference in skill. That's usually what they. And I was just wondering how you would mentally overcome um, being cherry picked like that just to be on somebody's highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, mentally, mentally, it was tough because it was like you would. I, in my head, obviously, and I, at the time my roommates were, so we had, there was two teams. There was an EHL team and there was a metropolitan, uh, a Met team. And I was on the Met team. So I was basically an A, a team and a B team. Mm-hmm. Most of the players, most of my roommates were on the A team. And then my other roommate who was actually on my team was, I, I, was one of the best players on our team. So like mentally, I'm like, I'm trying to get to that level. And I just, it, it, it was, it was obviously tough. But again, I had a good supporting cast around me in terms of my teammates and, and that was able to, that's such a big, a big thing when it comes to being mentally prepared for mentally prepared and mentally, uh, strong to, to go through that kind of stuff is, is your supporting cast around you and, and being able to have that, the, just the confidence of, 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 of my teammates and my roommates at the time that went a long way. And if something bad did happen, you just, you gotta, you gotta go get past it and work past it. And I mean, I was in the gym. I have family members that come up to me and ask me, how was your time in Boston? Did you get to explore the city? No, I did not. I did not get to explore anything in Boston. I went to downtown Boston once because I was hanging out with my brother and who, who came into town, but that was it. Cause every other day was either on the ice or in the gym that like, that's how, that's realistically how life went. And that's, that's how you have to be mentally. That's how you have
0: to hold yourself uh, mentally. If you want to get any better. And it's, and putting in that work for yourself and whatever role, like you were saying, you're that role player on the bench, like putting in that work at a hundred percent. I know in those moments that having your teammates back you up when you were backing them up, that camaraderie going forward, I know that had to benefit a lot. And, uh, going forward uh, how much farther down the line did you get to go after these juniors
1: so oddly enough i i did end up i did end up playing college hockey in in a way i guess i could say this on air i don't think it's going to hurt anybody at this point Uh, so after my time at, in Boston, I moved back down here and I actually decided to not continue playing junior hockey. I only played junior hockey for one year. Uh, I did have one year left of eligibility and I had the opportunity to go back to Boston or play. I got some invites to play for the junior teams down here in Florida. Uh, I decided to pass that up because I mean, junior hockey is expensive, man. Yeah. It is an expense. I mean, hockey in general is an expensive sport. And then you drop 10 grand on junior hockey and you're, you're, you're setting yourself back. You're working every day of your life or every day of your season to try and pay that back. And uh, I I decided not to go uh, back to playing junior hockey. And I kind of thought that that was it. Like uh, not, not, uh, not it as in like, that's my hockey career and I'm calling it, but I I was like, okay, now it's, it's back to men's league. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's where I'm at. I I have no problem with it. I had my fun in Boston. And so I'm playing men's league at the, at the time. And, uh, some kids were actually went up, went to a pickup hockey, uh, an open hockey there in Jackson here in Jacksonville. And they were from a college team that was starting up here in Jacksonville for Flagler college. And, um, I saw them and I was like, they have a team. And, and this is, this is club hockey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I asked them. I was like, is that, this is a team. And they said, yeah. And it's like, Hey, do you guys need any help? Like a coach or anything like that? And they say, yeah, we could, we could definitely use a, a coach or an assistant coach. And it's like, Hey, yeah, count me in. And if you have a head coach already, I'd love to be an assistant. So from there, I actually joined their coaching staff for that school for Flagler. And <laughs> so this is where I didn't know if I could say this or not, but I'm going to anyways, because, I'm here now and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I played my college hockey illegally. I didn't actually attend the school of Flagler, but they needed extra bodies. And this is ACHA D three club hockey. This is club hockey at the time. Like, I mean, club hockey has their things their yeah. their ways to get by. And so they didn't have enough bodies to, to field an actual team. So as a coach, I was like, I'm, I'm part of the staff. I'm just a, part of the staff a different way and yes it's illegal and gets you in a lot of trouble but i did play three years of college hockey with flagler uh under not not even under my name um but yeah yeah that
0: was it and with it i mean you're basically ebug we'll just yeah (laughs) or you just a backup player but like you could use that terminology but what about that, ex- that college experience, especially with a fresh new team? What about, um, that experience stood out from your time in the juniors?
1: Yeah. So that's, that was a, it was way different. It was very different style of hockey. I, I, I don't know if you've ever, if, have, you, have, you, have you ever watched any ACHA club hockey games or, or been to one? Uh,
0: Cause Auburn has one. I've... Alabama has a D one club team. I have seen them. They have played out here where the bulls play. They will do like a $20 ticket and UAB, Auburn, Alabama. Yep. They'll all play like Arkansas. They'll all convene on the arena and they'll play. I have watched those games. They are yeah. high scoring. They're very high scoring and they're really physical. Yes. And I don't even want to
1: say it's like physical in the good way. Like what we like just saw with like the Islander, like an Islanders type of series. It's physical in a way where there's a lot of late hits. Yeah. A lot of dirty hits and I, and coming from, from Boston and coming from the junior hockey level, I like to consider that a, a, a fairly high level of hockey of junior hockey. It's very serious and very systematic and there's a lot of strategy and things like that. And I come down here and play the, at the college level at the club college level, and it's just bodies flying everywhere, yeah. big hits after big hits. And that's what they live for. And I'm like, this isn't hot. This isn't hockey. I don't know what this is. Like this is, this, I mean, this is hockey, but it's not, this is. It's a little much because I'm like, I'm like, like like when I was playing, I I would, I would pass the puck up the ice for a simple breakout pass and 20 seconds later get dummied because I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to get into the zone and the puck's gone. But it's it's, just as it's a bit, it's a big difference in terms of style of play, I would say from ACHAD three to to tier B junior hockey.
0: And I noticed, because uh, I, I would watch a lot. Of, before the Bulls came in 2017, that was my source of hockey around here. Yeah. So I watched a lot of those, like the Iron Cup, Alabama-Auburn. Yeah. A lot of booming clappers from the blue line going in. Yep. I, that was very surprising to me, and especially like all all I knew was NHL to that point and then the opportunity to watch um, college hockey Yeah, and just the difference in style of the game and how – plays were set up and the physicality definitely stood out. Those, yeah. those became long games. And, uh, and you said you were there for three years. Um, yep. What happened after college? So after college, so
1: <laughs> in my, what would have been my fourth year with the team, the uh, coach decided, Hey, we're not doing this anymore. Like we, if we can't feel the team with the with the students anymore, we, we got to stop. We can't, we can't be doing this anymore. So I actually (laughs) I went against against the rules there. And I said because there were there were seniors there and they wanted to play there last season. Yeah. And. I was like, I can't let these guys go. Like I, they, these guys, these kids want to play their last season. They're about to graduate. And I, I, at that time. So they were fresh. I, I when I started my first year, I, there were freshmen there and they, they wanted to play. And by the fourth year kids were about to graduate and they've been here since day one. They're like, I want to finish this out. And I was, I, I loved coaching and I was like, you know what? I won't play. I won't even worry about playing or finding a new head coach. I will be the head coach. I will run this team and make sure that there is a season for these seniors and they get what they deserve because they're all my boys at that point. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, w- yeah. I, w- I, w- I want to give them the right, the proper send off. So I became the head coach of the team and I grabbed a bunch of misfits would be an understatement. I had a lot of friends that um, played men's league hockey that w- that always wanted to play uh, college hockey. And I was like, okay, let me, let me grab these guys. And I grabbed four or five guys and we made a team. We played in this conference that, that they had there where it was uh, Lynn university. Who's now, I believe a part of the SCS SEC, SECHC with Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, or no, they're part of the S C H C, not with Auburn. They're with UCF and all those guys. Sorry. Um, but in the played with Lynn, Lynn university, Florida tech, And there was one other team that I'm forgetting, but we joined that conference. We played in that, in that, that season, we lost every regular season game and still everyone makes the playoffs. That's the fun part about put together things like that. Everybody makes the playoffs. And that was what I told my kids. Everybody makes the playoffs. It's okay. (laughs) Um, but playoffs roll around and we actually won our first, like our very first game that my very first college hockey coaching victory as a head coach came in round one of the playoffs and there were four teams. So we won our game and now we make it to the championship. I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is great. So we're in the championship game and we get pumped. We get destroyed because the team we played against in the championship game, a, a very good team. They were a very good team. And, and uh, we, we lost unfortunately. And, and that, 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 that ends my coaching career.
0: Well, I, I know that really meant a lot to those seniors to go through that. And I can imagine the emotions around that moment. I can imagine like even being pumped. I know at the end of everything, I know it really meant a lot to those yeah. guys. Yeah. And, and,
1: and we have, we have pictures and it's funny, like after the game, we took pictures. Cause this was the, again, the last ride for a lot of these kids. And we'd had a lot of pictures and it, by, by looking at the pictures, you would think we won the game. Yeah. because everyone was still my my pictures were very disappointed if you if you focus in on my face because i'm still bummed out i i punted a gatorade bottle into the ceiling there you hey I, I, you'd be a good islanders fan <laughs> yeah i i, I so it, there was some bad officiating in the game and i had guys getting hurt because of late hits and things like that and as you know i i just what i said before i i come from a different style of that like my game is not my coaching style is is the serious like not playing strategic and not going for late hits and I had guys get hurt in the game and I was like with no calls and I got so sick of the game at the end of it, it was like I don't remember the score it was bad in third period. Missed call again and I just absolutely punt this Gatorade bottle. It explodes everywhere. My wife got a picture of me with Gatorade literally dripping down from my suit and my hair and I'm like this is this is this is the the telling tale of that, <laughs> of, of that game right there, but it was a good time. And again, yeah, you're right. It, it was for the seniors. It was, it was
0: great. I was just about to ask if you were in a suit. Oh yeah. So
1: I was one of my favorite parts. I, 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 I grew up with a model look good, feel good, play good. Or in that sense, look good, feel good, coach good. And I, uh, I, yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely rocking the suits. Not no Don Cherry type suits, but still, <laughs> Still still suit game strong hope uh, through throughout my time coaching career.
0: Boys I ought I ruined a game <laughs> rate. <laughs> Legend. Oh, he's something. Um going from and now you wrapped up your you said you wrapped up your coaching career. Did the playing career continue? I still play men's league now to this day.
1: So I am uh um I am, am a reigning champion in my men's league, which is, uh, at this point, a humble brag at that, at that point, we, we went undefeated in our men's league season and won the championship. in in here in Jacksonville, and I took the, I decided to take the summer off because I, uh, with work and I'm about to graduate college. I'm about to graduate college now, which is crazy hey. to think of. Um, I graduate in September. So I was like, you know what, let me, we take the summer season off and kind of reset and make sure I'm, I've got my, my priorities straight. And unfortunately I can't
0: miss school anymore for hockey. Cause I'd get in real big trouble. <laughs> now I'm paying for these bills. Well, and now you're about to graduate. When did the, uh, that's incredible by the way, I, uh, mad respect there. So you've get, the playing career is still going. Coaching career is at a halt yep. about to graduate. Where did the podcast come in?
1: So, so it actually, this is a, this is a crazy, like my story is, is very wild and everything kind of connects in, in certain places. And so we traveled back in time to the junior days, the junior hockey days. And when I told you I was a healthy scratch in the playoffs, so game, some game during the playoffs, the commentator for the team, the, 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 the company that broadcasted our games could not make it. So they needed someone to do play-by-play for the games, and I was a healthy scratch. And our coach comes into the locker room and goes up to the healthy scratches and says, "Does anyone want to do commentary for this playoff game?" And I was like, "You know what? I can, I can make this happen. I can. Why, why not? I do this with my. I do this with at, at home all the time." So I did commentary for my own team's playoff game, and the company liked me, and I. They asked me to do more commentary and and I ended up doing more commentary for our championship game and and then nationals rolled along and our team won the championship so we qualified for nationals. So we're at nationals. And I was asked to do color commentary for nationals. And I was like, hell yeah, this is great. <laughs> I'm playing and, and I actually did play in nationals because it didn't matter. Like, not like we were already like, I played in the meaningless games and nationals. I play like three games, two games in nationals because we were already eliminated. And so coach is like, yeah, everyone gets to play. And, uh, but I, I was like, I'm playing. And I was working as a, as a color commentator, which was, which was great. So to tie it all back in to school, I ended up, uh, being back here in Jacksonville. I I, I was, I'm a carpenter. I do. I do home remodeling now. And I was just like, you know what? I, I, I kind of, don't want to do this the rest of my i want to i want to take one last stab at at trying to make something in this in this field of of sports and hockey work so i decided to sign up and go to uh full sail university uh for sports casting so i am that so i i was like i color commentated i can that that originally started off as what i wanted to do and it changed over time and now i'm looking to be a producer out there and and uh make
0: it in the sports casting industry that's incredible much love for full sail um I, I know about full sail because of the work with nxt so yeah i'm a big wrestling
1: fan as well so hey. this is
0: that works yeah the works. i literally right here in the temple of doom i have belts so yep. nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice. spirits um
1: nice. i got figures I, I, I have a collection of action figures that's what i it's my collection
0: see this is i got literally the nxt belt is like right there so
1: nice
0: yeah big adam cole fan by the way baby hey there it is (laughs) there it is but um so and the rough cut podcast by the way for everyone listening here in puckberg absolutely give these guys a look a follow you guys broadcast on youtube and facebook so we we are we are on facebook youtube and twitter
1: that's where we broadcast now. Yep. That's uh, that's where we are at three days a week or four days a week now. Holy shit. Yep.
0: Yeah, and I've, I'm relatively new here in the network and you guys are becoming a staple of my evenings. So Thank you, you guys are doing incredible work. Um, absolutely. And before we wrap everything up, I know we're have to uh, put, uh, bring this to a close but throw out your socials as well and throw out everything that you guys are doing with the Rough Cut Sportscast.
1: Yeah, so I uh, I always talk about this on the show. I'm like, I don't like, uh, I, I no longer plug myself because I'm useless at this point. But if you do want to follow me, I'm at Cut on Twitter. If you do want to follow me retweeting what I post on on my Rough Cut page. Uh, <laughs> but you can follow the Rough Cut Sportscast on Twitter at RoughCut underscore sports. You can follow us on Facebook at Sports. And you can follow us on Instagram at the rough cut sports cast and on YouTube as well. If you just search the rough cut sports cast, we are there, but if you really want to get technical, we are at rough cut sports cast on YouTube. For some reason, the, the, the rough cut sports cast was not available. So we had to go with rough cut sports, just, just a mess. But, um, uh, yeah, we, we do a live show on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time live, uh, live video. And then we are also on the podcasting platform world on, on all podcasting platforms, iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. We cover all sports. We cover football, basketball, hockey, ba- baseball, everything. We, we try to make sure that everyone is taken care of here. And uh, Similar to your not, – not I shouldn't say similar to your idea – uh, we're, we're about bringing sports fans together. We, we are for sports fans, by sports fans. And that's what it's really all about. We, we try to bring the, we try to connect. We did a show on Thursday. We try to connect every sport together to say, cause I hated basketball before I started our show. <laughs> hated it, hated it. Now I'm a basketball guy because it's, it's interesting. We made it happen.
0: Yeah. I, and I'm telling you, I'm not just saying, because I'm with you, the network, I'm telling you, you guys do an incredible job and it's, definitely worth checking out because you guys absolutely do you guys cover everything and you make it relatable and personable and it's they don't talk over your head like you feel like even if they talk on a topic you don't know by the end of the segment or the end of the podcast you feel like okay i'm gonna give this a shot so high praise for you guys and everything you you. guys are doing over there and uh vinnie thank you so much for coming on here in puckberg Um, the door is always open if you want to come on and share hockey stories the door is always open um and if you also want to follow the show on twitter it is at h puckberg on twitter Um, that's h puckberg on twitter here underscore n underscore puckberg on instagram um if you want to follow everything going on here in puckberg and one last time Vinny, thank you so much everybody please go check him out we'll have everything tagged in the socials so um we will wrap this conversation up, Vinny. Thank you. And the door is open anytime.
1: I appreciate it, man. You have you have, we talked my buddy and I talked about it at the end of our show after you left and after our show ended. We are like that the, your concept, what you have going on right here for your show, man, it is it is genius. It, it, the fact that the fact that no one else has done this and that, like that, like this is this is such a unique idea, but it's such a great idea. So you would think it's been do- like but it hasn't. And it really brings hockey fans together, and 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 hockey's the tightest knit group, man. And and your show is doing is it just brings it all together. And shout out, man, you got a great
0: it's a great thing going on here. Hey, much love, brother. Thank you for all that and pulling the curtain back. I can't believe nobody picked that name. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> and and I can actually pronounce it right now.
0: Hey, yeah, true, true. Uh, I am
1: not a Puckerberg. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I don't know where that came from. I really don't. I just I like I say on my show, I suck all the, time. <laughs>
0: all the time. Well, my friend, thank you for coming on here in Puckburg. Everyone. Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure you are subscribed and following anywhere you can get the show because most likely we're there. So again, thank you everyone for coming out here in Puckberg and we will see you again real soon.